Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks for us coming together to hear your word and to commune together. Open our hearts, our minds, our souls to receive your word and convict us where there is stuff to get rid of in order to fully gain Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. I heard a story of um, a flood that happened and how, uh, a different flood, uh, and how a um, rescuer was coming along and um, was, was trying to rescue this family, uh, parents and, and their kids, and uh, they were told that the only thing that they could bring with them was about 50 pounds of items. They only had 50 pounds to put in this um, vehicle in order to rescue them. So that became a source of contention between the parents, between the, the guy and the girl, the uh, husband and wife, and, and uh, they were arguing over what to take. Now we gotta take this, this is important. No, we should take this, this is important. So they were arguing over it. They finally came to um, a, a, an agreement about what to take. They loaded it all up, they're ready to go. They're happy to be on their way, and the driver says, so where are your kids? Let's see, the, the, I think you laughed more than the, eight, than the uh, nine did, but so. <laughs> uh, in, in a lesser example, in my real life example, we, uh, Mike and I just uh, moved, finally, and um, we had lived in our previous house for, uh, since 1994, and we just moved last year. So you can imagine the stuff that you accumulate. How many people have been through it? Getting rid of, oh yeah, getting rid of stuff. And um, I, I was uh, working in, a, in, in fitness at the time and, um, and massage therapy. So I was always going to continuing ed credits to keep up uh, certifications and so forth. So I accumulated a lot of stuff, all these books, and they, to me, were valuable. I paid a lot of money for them and so forth. And I kept them. And uh, every time I would go through, little by little, I would say, uh, no, I've, I still need this. Ten years later, I still need this. I'm going to look at it someday. I'm going to restudy these things someday. I'll need them. And there they sat on the shelf, and I see people smiling, and they were gathering dust, but I needed them. They were important. So we come to the time when we, we are moving and we need to get rid of stuff. We, we just had accumulated so much. And clothes from my uh, 20s that uh, when I was a little bit thinner, um, that I kept thinking someday I'll get back in shape and I'll fit those. So, uh, and then I get slapped back into reality, and then those things get donated, the books get donated, everything gets donated, and it felt like a relief. I felt even psychologically like a relief to just get rid of stuff, donate them, give them to people who could use them. And then I thought, what was I holding on to? Why did I have all this stuff? Why was I thinking that it was so important? all this time. What made me think that the, all this stuff was important? And quite frankly, if I needed one of those books 
from 94, there's a more updated edition anyway, so I could just rebuy them. We're continuing our, our, um, our discussion on Philippians, one of my favorite books, and one of my favorite people in the Bible, Paul. Uh, so we're continuing about how Paul is addressing the church, and last week Pastor Johnson was talking about, um, was speaking on the lordship of Christ and his obedience and humility and how we aim, our aim is to consider others above ourselves, empty ourselves to have that mind of Christ. And this week we're talking about gaining Christ. And Paul shows us how nothing compares in our lives to having Christ and that everything is for naught according to Paul. And in different translations, it will say different things. And I thought uh, the translation I was reading from uh, when I was researching this was um, everything is loss compared to having, to, to compared to gaining Christ. And I thought, I wonder what that really means. What, what is the, it's, it's a loss compared to knowing Christ, to gaining Christ. And I was looking up uh, uh, these different translations and different words for it. And one of the words that stuck out in my head in, in, when I was researching it was the word garbage. That things were considered garbage in order to know Jesus Christ. And I felt that is so true. Now, back in the day, uh, Paul was a, um, a tried-and-true Jew. He was Jewish. He, he, he adhered to those laws. However, he knew that those laws were nothing compared to having Christ in his life, that, we, that our focus needs to be in Jesus Christ and not just following the rules of the church, the rules of, that, of the religion, and I come from a background, uh, a, a religious background where, and, and some of you I know do too because you've told me, but a background where everything was uh, ritual. There were holy days of obligation. And uh, my grandmother, who I adored, uh, was staunch, staunch Catholic. And please remember that I am not saying anything against the Catholic Church. This is my experience. But she was staunch Catholic, and she would say on a Thursday, so uh, what time are you going to church? And I'd say, it's Thursday, but it's a holy day of obligation. Yeah, you're shaking, you're, you're nodding your heads. You, you've been there. It's a holy day of obligation, or it's the feast of this saint or that saint. How she had all that in her head, I have no idea. I couldn't keep I, I could barely keep Sunday straight, let alone the holy days of obligation and the feast days of the saints. But it seemed that that became more important. And, uh, and, and just the word obligation seemed uh, a little intense. It seemed too intense. Why, why do we need to do this out of obligation? And as I got a little bit older, I started thinking... Um, in my experience, always, I'm, I'm talking about myself, that I don't feel like we should be obligated <clears throat> to go to church. I don't feel like we should be obligated to worship our Lord. We shouldn't be obligated. We should be doing this 
out of, a, out of our love for Christ. So it led me uh, in a different path and ultimately to um, this congregation and this denomination. And back in the day, um, the Jews back then, uh, circumcision was a covenant be, uh, with God. And the Jews would get circumcised, at, but the Jews back then were considering it so important to be circumcised. I am circumcised. I have that covenant. I am going to gain heaven. And Paul is speaking to them, saying, basically, none of this matters unless we have Christ in our lives. You are going by the laws. You are going by what the laws are instead of focusing on your life with Jesus Christ. And so, and so many of the times when I was, when I was growing up in, in the Catholic Church, it seemed that that seemed more important. It may be different now, but that was my experience, that that seemed more important. And I actually didn't know about having a relationship with Jesus Christ until much later. And I realized how important that is. And we have rituals in this church, and they're beautiful. But when the rituals overtake us and we're losing sight of Christ, we need to refocus. We need to realize. We need to be convicted by the Holy Spirit. And Paul speaks a lot on joy. And if anyone had a reason to not be joyful, it would be Paul. Because in this day and age, we are not being persecuted for our for our faith. We're not being persecuted, thank God, because of our faith, because of our belief in Jesus Christ. We're allowed to come together and, um, and worship. But he was being, he was traveling, Paul was traveling throughout like Asia Minor, which, which is now Turkey, and all these places, as we've talked about before, to set up churches and to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was important for him. He was called to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to let people know, to inform people about who Christ is. And he was imprisoned for it because he's going against, he's going against the Romans. They're, they're imprisoning him. They are beating him. They are, they are subjecting him to torture. And through it all, we see in scripture that he was joyful. He rejoiced. I can't say that I would, probably. I don't think that I would be able to rejoice. Sometimes I muddle through a day. Anybody else? Sometimes you don't have to raise your hand. But anybody else, you, you, even though we know Christ, we still wind up muddling through a day and getting burdened and getting pulled down and not remembering who we are in Christ, not remembering that none of that matters, but Christ does. And I wind up muddling through to get through, to get to the next thing. And I was just doing that last week. I just started back uh, for the fall classes for uh, seminary. And uh, I was looking at the um, syllabus and how much work I have to do. 
And honestly, I sat down and I went, I can't wait till December. I wish December was here right now because then the end of the semester would be over. And I thought, oh my gosh, you ever hear in your life, don't wish your life away? I was doing that. I'm wish I realized I was w wishing my life away and I was realizing how blessed and privileged I am to be taking these classes, to be furthering my knowledge, to be expanding, and that I live in, in a comfortable house and all I'm doing is griping, all I'm doing is getting myself mired in in what uh, is, is getting me day to day and how many papers I have instead of creating room for Jesus Christ in my life. And that he's why I'm doing this. He is why I'm doing this. He is why I prepare. He is why I am taking classes so I'm able to know more so that I can present, so that I can live my life according to his teachings. And yet here I am getting down because um, I, I receive a text or I receive a, uh, an email that brought me down. And why do I allow that when I know Jesus Christ? And I should be joyful. I should have joy in my life because of that, because getting all that stuff out and throwing that out of my mind, giving it over, it's all garbage compared to having Jesus Christ. And he urges the church to be joyful and rejoice because of all the experiences that he has had, because of everything that Paul went through, and yet he still rejoices. He is still joyful for our Christ because, and I, I consider Paul such a glorious example. And I recall for our, uh, when, I'm, when I was trying to think of a modern day example of uh, how the Jews considered themselves higher because of the circumcision, because of their, co their covenant with God, because they were fulfilling these laws, I thought, what is our modern day example? Have you ever heard people say, I'm a good person, but I'm a good person? Nobody. Have you ever heard people say, Basically, that they don't need to go to church, they don't need our Lord, because they're a good person. They're fine without him. And I feel that that is a, a similar circumstance, circumstance to the Jews and their high, higher than thou view of the circumcision and that, and that covenant. So our identity should be in Jesus Christ. And when I allow myself to get down, when I allow myself to get down about a text or a, or an, or a message or something, I remember that I am a child of God, that I have Jesus Christ in me. And I want you to do that also. I want you to, to think like Paul on that human level. Think like Paul who considers all that a loss compared to knowing Jesus Christ. That we make room 
Like we talked about last week, we make room for Christ. We empty ourselves and then we gain Christ, considering everything else to not be of anything. We need to rejoice in our Lord. And we need to watch out for those times that we go off and say, yeah, but I'm a good person. Does that mean that we're, that we're not going out murdering? Does that mean that we're not uh, stealing from somebody? It, it is, it is a, more of a self-centered way to view things because it means that you do not feel or we do not feel or I do not feel that I need Christ because I'm a good person. We need more than that, and Paul shows us how to do that. I think what we need to do, and what I'd ask you to do for homework, does anybody really hate that word, homework? <laughs> Elijah and Bill, only two people. Oh, Annika, she's, I think she's putting her thumb down. She's going like that. Ask the Holy Spirit to search us as to what we can count as a loss compared to knowing Christ. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring about it to our, to our mind and help us deal with that. Anything that, is, that, is considered a, that should be considered a loss, that should be considered garbage, Compared to knowing our Lord, let's take a moment to reflect on that. When we have Christ in our lives, we're able to live for him. And we're able to extend that love. We're able to extend and show others how Christ lives in us. By compassion. By extending that compassion and that love and that kindness to others. So that we're able to... Tr help transform this world little by little as we reach out to others, as we reach out in love and compassion and showing that joy that Christ brings us, no matter what our circumstances are, no matter what, that we have that joy because of Jesus Christ. So we're able to reach out in compassion Love, mercy, kindness, patience, as we are called to do. So this week, ask that Holy Spirit to bring to mind that which is keeping us from fully having Christ in our lives, from fully gaining Christ and living for him the way we are called to do. Almighty God, we ask you to search us. We ask you 
to bring to our mind what it is that we need to consider a loss in order to have you at the center of our lives so that we are living fully so that we are living fully for you and that we can rejoice in knowing you, that we have joy no matter what our circumstances, just as Paul did. We ask you in the name of Jesus. Amen.